This video is brought to you by Devout Decals, makers of reusable Catholic art for your home altar, your bedroom, and your home classroom. Today I have for you the words of St. John Bosco, a, an account of a vision that he recounted to his the boys under his care. It's unusual, because, but he was able in this vision to see the spiritual condition of the boys in his care, at least the ones who were in his dream. And he has a simple takeaway for this, which is to make use of the sacraments. This is a good one for us for Lent, because as I'll tell you at the end, we have to, of course, make good confession at least once during Lent and receive communion at least once during Easter. I would suggest that you take the words here of this vision St. John Bosco had of the boys under his care to heart. Let it, you know, let it convict you a bit if you need to. Make a good confession, a sincere confession. Take extra time with a examination of conscience between now and your next confession. And when you receive our Lord, receive the Eucharist as if you really understand, as well as a human being can, what it is and who it is you receive. Consciousness Revealed An Account of Visions from the Memoirs of St. John Bosco for three consecutive nights, I found myself in the countryside of Rivalta with Father Joseph Cafasso, Silvio Polico, and Count Charles Kays. The first night, we discussed current religious topics. The second night, we debated and solved moral cases relevant to the spiritual direction of young people. After having the same dream twice, I decided I would tell you about it, if it came to me again. Sure enough, on the night of December 30th, I found myself once more with the same people in the same place. Putting other matters aside, I recalled the following night, the last of the year, I would have to give you the customary strena for the new year. Therefore, I turned to Father Cafasso and said, Father, since you are such a dear friend of mine, please give me the strena for my boys. On one condition, he replied. First, you must tell them to put their accounts in order. We were standing in a large room with a table in the center. Father Cafasso, Silvio Palico, and Count K sat themselves at the table. As I have been requested by Father Cafasso, I went out to get my boys. They were all busy adding up figures on a tablet. As I called them one by one, they presented their papers to the above-named gentleman, who checked the sums and either approved or rejected them. Quite a few boys were turned back, sad and worried. Those whose totals had been found correct were quite happy and ran out to play. Since the line of boys was long, the examination took some time, but eventually it came to an end. And so, it seemed to me, until I noticed that some boys were still standing outside and were not coming in. Why don't they come in? I asked Father Cafasso. Their tablets are perfect blanks, he replied. They have no totals to show us. This is a question of summing up all that one has done. Let them add up whatever they have done and we'll verify the totals. After all the accounts had been checked, I went outside with the three gentlemen. All the boys whose totals had been found correct were running about having a joyful time, as happy as could be. You cannot imagine how that sight cheered me. Some boys, though, just stood apart, wistfully watching the games. Some were blindfolded. Others had a mist about their eyes or a dark cloud around their heads. Smoke came from the heads of others. Others had a head full of clay or empty of the things of God. I recognized each boy. So clear is the picture in my mind now that I can name each one. I soon realized, too, that many boys were missing. Where are the boys who had blank tables, I wondered. I looked for them, but in vain. Finally, I spotted some boys in a distant corner of the playground. What a wretched sight they were. One lad was stretched out on the ground with the pallor of death. Others were seated on a low, filthy bench. Still, others were resting on dirty straw mattresses or on hard, bare ground. These were the boys whose totals had not been approved. 
They had various afflictions. Their tongues, ears, and eyes were swarming with worms that ate into them. One boy had a rotting tongue. Another's mouth was crammed with mud. A third's breath was foul with pestilence. Others afflicted the rest. One boy's heart was moth-eaten. Another's was gone. Others had all kinds of sores. One lad's heart seemed to be all chewed up. The whole scene was a veritable hospital. The sight shocked me, and I could not believe my eyes. How can this be? I kept asking myself. I went up to one boy and asked, Are you really so-and-so? Yes, he replied, that's me. What happened to you? It's my own doing, flower from my own grist. I reaped what I planted. I questioned another boy and got the same reply. I felt terribly hurt, but was soon to be comforted by what I am about to tell you. Meanwhile, pitying these boys, I turned to Father Cafasso and begged for a remedy. You know what must be done just as well as I, he replied. Figure it out for yourself. At least give me a strena for the healthy ones, I insisted humbly but trustfully. Beckoning me to follow, he went back to the mansion and opened a door leading into a spectacular hall, which was richly draped, glittering with gold and silver. Dazzling chandeliers of a thousand lights flooded it with blinding radiance. As far as the eye could see, it stretched endlessly in length and breadth. In its center stood a giant table, laden with all kinds of sweets, oversized bittersweet cookies and biscuits. Any one delicacy alone would have satisfied a person. At the sight, I impulsively made as if to run and call my boys to enjoy his, this bonanza. But Father Cafasso stopped me. Wait, he said. Not everyone may enjoy these sweets, but only those whose totals were approved. Even so, the hall was quickly filled with boys. I started breaking up and handing out the cookies and biscuits, but again, Father Cafasso objected. Not everyone here may have those, he said. Not all deserve them. And he pointed some boys out to me. Those whose totals had been approved, but who had missed over their eyes or clay in their hearts, or whose hearts were empty of the things of God. These two were excluded, just as those with sores who had not been allowed into the hall. I immediately begged Father Cafasso to let me give some of them the sweets too. They are also my dear children, I said, and besides, there is plenty. No, he repeated firmly. Only the healthy ones can savor these sweets. The others have no taste for these delicacies. They would only get sick. I said no more and began serving those who had been pointed out to me. When I was through, I gave out another generous helping to all of them. I must say that I really enjoyed seeing the boys eat with such relish. Joy shone on their faces and so transfigured them that they did not look like the same boys any more. The lads in the hall who had not been allowed to have any sweets stood in the corner. I felt so sorry for them that I again begged Father Cafasso to let me give them some also. No, he replied, not yet. Make them get well first. I kept looking at them as well as the many others outside. I knew them all. I also noticed that to make matters worse, some had moth-eaten hearts. Turning to Father Cafasso, I said, won't you please tell me what medicine to give them? Again, he replied, figure it out for yourself. You know what to do. Again, I asked him for a strena to give all the boys. Very well, he answered. I'll give you one. Turning about as if to leave, he exclaimed three times, each time in a louder voice, Watch out! Watch out! Watch out! With these words, he and his companions vanished. I woke up and found myself sitting in bed. My shoulders were as cold as ice. That's my dream. Make of it what you like. It's just a dream, but if anything, in it is good for our souls, let's take it. However, I would not want you to talk about it with outsiders. I told it to you because you are my children. I positively do not want you to tell it to others. Meanwhile, I assure you, I have you all present in my mind as I saw you in my dream, and I can tell you who was diseased and who was not, who was eating those sweets and who was not. I'm not going to disclose each boy's condition here, but I will do so privately. Now here is the strena for the new year. Frequent and sincere confession. Frequent and devout communion. 
strong words from St. John Bosco. Some have asked if they, if you've have asked me if I've ever met a priest who can read souls. To my knowledge, I have not. St. John Bosco had, I would guess, an unusual ability to read souls. And I say unusual because the ability itself is unusual. But by unusual here, I mean he had the ability to do so in an unusual manner. St. John Vianney, you know, St. Pio had the ability to read souls. But St. Bosco's was done in a way that seemed to be he could do it through dreams and with people he seemed to know. It would be fitting for him since he was the shepherd of a group of lost boys, basically. But his words here are very good for us, especially for Lent. We're required to make one confession uh, before Easter and one, uh, you know, communion, but, you know, during the Easter season. Let's make it a sincere confession and a devout communion. Go to confession today if you can. If not, well, the one nice thing about Lent is most parishes have extra confession scheduled. So please go to confession if you can. Make it a good confession and receive communion devoutly. Receive in a manner that in your heart you know who it is you are receiving. Let me know what you thought of this in the comments, please. Like and subscribe if you haven't. It does help, as does sharing this on social media. That helps a lot, too. As always, pray for the church. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.